The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. So glad to have you with me today. And coming up on today's program, another episode of Cool People Doing Cool Things. My guest is going to be Emily Schaller of the Rock CF Foundation. Some big news, big news on the treatment front for people who suffer from cystic fibrosis. It's not a cure, but it is something that could mean that CF is a manageable condition for about 90% of the people that suffer with the disease right now. Again, not a cure, but a big change. But that doesn't mean that the advocacy work stops. There's still a lot of work that needs to be done there. So we're going to talk with Emily about the work that she is doing with the foundation and how significant this news is out of the medical community this week. So stick around for The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working, office, meeting, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. Hey, Craig here. Thanks for checking out the show on this Tuesday. As you know, I like to talk to cool people doing cool things today. No exception. Emily Schaller is my guest. She is the founder and CEO of the Rock CF Foundation. And in this case, the CF stands for, not me, obviously, but cystic fibrosis. Emily also happens to be my next door neighbor. We got to know each other over the last couple of years, and she's doing some remarkable work. So when I read the news this week that there was a huge advance when it comes to medical treatment of cystic fibrosis, she was the first person I thought of to talk to about this. And again, as I mentioned in the intro, this new drug therapy that has been approved by the FDA is something that could make this a manageable condition. So joining me right now to talk about the work that still needs to be done and how big an advance this is, is my friend Emily Schaller. Emily, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you here. I'm happy to be here, Craig. Thanks, man. Well, you know, it's important that I point this out. You are my next door neighbor. But, uh, you know, so when when I read this story the other day in the Washington Post about this new treatment, I was like, you're the first person I wanted to talk to because I know this is something that you've been raising awareness for and uh, raising money for for a long time for research and everything else when it comes to cystic fibrosis. So my first question for you is, how significant a breakthrough is this? Because uh, it seems as if this is something that is going to give people an opportunity to manage this as opposed to uh, just treat some of the symptoms. It seems like it's going to be a a game changer. Yeah, I think game changer is probably one of the best phrases we can use for this drug. So uh, big news in the CF community last week when Trikafta was approved by the FDA like five months earlier yeah, than that, that, projected. That part was really <laughs> shocking to me because that just doesn't happen yeah. very often. Yeah, so the CF Foundation and uh, Vertex Pharmaceuticals who uh, discovered this drug and you know is manufacturing it, the FDA um, really takes into consideration the work that we as a community do and especially those two organizations because 
I mean, nowhere is a drug getting approved this quick because the proven, um, it, the track record is there. It's proven. It's treating the underlying cause of CF where um, there's a faulty protein in the cell, which could get very boring. So we won't go there. But um, this drug uh, essentially fixes um, the malfunction, helps the protein work and gives it a little boost to make it work, work a little harder. So um, I'm actually on a drug called um, Ivacaftor or Kaleidico, which is one of the three drugs which are the, the combination to make up this new drug, the triple combo therapy, Trikaftis. So the drug that I'm on was approved in 2012, and that helped my protein function. So my life has been completely changed since starting this drug uh, in 2010, actually. So this, what makes this new drug special is the drug that I'm on only treats about 4 to 8% of the CF population because of the way our protein is malfunctioned. Uh, this new drug uh, potentially could help reach 70 or 80%. And in total, with Kaleidico and another couple drugs on the market, we could reach not 90% of people with CF with these drugs that treat the underlying cause. So huge game changer. And I see some bright futures uh, on the way. Well, and, and I think it's important to point out, this is not necessarily a cure. This is something that, right. that turns uh, cystic fibrosis into a manageable condition. And I, just, I saw a comparison to like type 2 diabetes, that if it's managed properly, this is something you can live with for a long, long time, uh, which is a, a massive, massive change for people with CF. Totally, totally. So the treatment burden for CF, uh, like myself, is I wake up and exercise is key. So run five miles or more and then do uh, inhaled treatments, a few two to three different inhaled treatments that take at least a half hour, sometimes 45 minutes, then wear a vest that fills up with air that shakes the mucus out of my lungs because the mucus holds on to bacteria. So the goal every day is to cough that out and then take at least 40 to 50 pills every day. Uh, so the burden of care is high uh, for me because where I was with lung function and uh, damage to my lungs and pancreas, before I started this, um, uh, what are we calling it? Like personalized precision medicine, uh, Ivacaftor. Like my routine is still the same, but my quality of life has improved. But what we're looking at is people with mild lung disease or mild uh, pancreatic scarring. Uh, if we can get them this triple combination therapy or one of these drugs early enough, they may, may never need to take these breathing treatments and vest treatments and reverse um uh, diabetes, which is common in CF. So it really does have potential to give people a quality of life that in my generation would never dream of. And kids or people with the mild uh, disease, they may, I, like you say, it might, it's completely manageable. It might be that you take a pill twice a day and that's it. Like, it's cool, man. This is huge. <laughs> I want to remind folks, my guest right now is Emily Schaller. She is the founder and CEO of the Rock CF Foundation. She, of course, has cystic fibrosis, and we're talking about new drug therapy that has just been approved by the FDA uh, that is going to potentially effectively treat about 90% of patients with cystic fibrosis, which is up significantly from previous treatments. Uh, this has proven effective. But, Emily, you know, I want to talk a little mm -hmm. bit about your organization because I see you all the time. Uh, I see you out running. You're doing half marathons and you're running all over the place, which to be honest with you, my eyes were opened to what is possible with cystic fibrosis uh, because of, of what I learned from you over the last couple of years of living next door and some of the conversations we've had. And I think a lot of people... Uh, 
I think we're not just sort of impressed, but it's like, is that okay? Is it healthy for her to do this? You know, we were wondering, you know, how you were able to pull that off. And, and obviously exercise is a key component to managing this. Totally. Yes. So, uh, you know, I was diagnosed with CF in 1983 well, uh, before there were essentially many treatments, right? Well, can I, can I stop you for one second? Because one of the things yeah. that I want to point out, I was on your, your organization's website and, and there's mm-hmm. a, a little bio information from you and you were originally diagnosed with something called failure to thrive, which is uh, this sort of generic term that doctors used to use mm-hmm. when they didn't know what the heck was really going on. Correct? Exactly right. Yep. Exactly. And a lot of a lot of kids in my age group or a little younger uh, had that same diagnosis until they really nailed down and pinpointed CF. So yeah, you know it's uh, definitely affects your digestion. And I wasn't growing, but thankfully today in all fifty states we have newborn screening, so we're able to catch CF early on, which is great. Um, but growing up, I mean, doctors really didn't promote exercise. My parents did because they are awesome. So I was an active kid. But as you get older with CF, generally, uh, your lung function starts to decline. Keeping up with other kids and excelling in sports kind of is harder. So I kind of took a back seat to exercise because it was hard and people don't like doing hard things. Um, But I think in 2006 or so, I was essentially sick of being sick in the hospital at Children's in Detroit, like every three or four months for three to five weeks at a time, uh, undergoing uh, IVs for lung infections. And... I got to a point where I was like thick of that and like thinking, what else can I do? So that's when I decided to run, which was kind of funny because I like set out to run two miles, but I made it half a block and just started coughing and spitting everywhere. And I thought the neighbors might be peeking out the window thinking that uh, there's a crazy person who's just (laughs) uh, on the street. But once I got to build up to a mile, two miles, three miles, my lung function increased and my hospital, hospital stays reduced. So Three weeks ago, I ran the Chicago Marathon, and my lung function's never been higher because of exercise and uh, this new drug that I've been on now for nine years. So it's an amazing time in the face of CF is shifting and exercises. I mean, my biggest thing that I'm thinking about now is like people who are going to be on these triple combination therapies or whatever else is coming down the line, we're going to be living long enough where we're going to be uh, coming up and coming through like adult illnesses. So like type two diabetes, heart disease, obesity, um, all of these things. So exercise is not only important for us for CF now, but it's going to be even more important for us as we age and encounter these everyday human, uh, normal quote unquote adult issues. Well, you know, and I was going to ask you about that because I'm wondering, you know, one of the dangers, I guess, when, when you see a story like this, that's out there and and, and it is fantastic Mm -hmm. news is that people stop worrying about this. I mean, we've seen it very much when it comes to HIV as there's been new therapies, it sort of falls off people's radar in terms of Mm -hmm. how serious they think this condition might be and, and how big a problem it really is. How do you make sure that you change your advocacy in a way that keeps attention on the underlying problem and doesn't let people think that this is something we have completely fixed? You, I'm so glad you said that, Craig, because that is uh, one of the biggest, um, I want to say like talking points or the biggest buzz in our community now is this is not a cure for CF. We will still have to endure some. This drug might help them be able to take a shower without needing oxygen. Like it's going to help them just that much. Some, it'll get them off the transplant list. Some, it'll get them to run their marathon, first marathon, or bike across the country or do whatever they want to do. But it's on varying degrees. But the biggest thing that we have to really concentrate on, which we're all making a pact, those of us who are heads of organizations or those of us who 
already on these treatments, there's 10% of my friends who don't have any treatment like this. And this, they need something. Some are in dire need of a drug like this. And we're not even close. I hate to say that, but we're getting closer. But these guys, their mutation is complicated and it's not as easy to take a pill right now for them. So we need to concentrate our time and our effort on them, keep our dialogue with the FDA open, all of our funders and supporters. CF is not cured. We're not done. And we still have a long way to go. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's, one of the biggest worries right now, but it's also driving us to go even further, I think. Emily Schaller, my guest right now, of course, on the Craig Folly Show here on Deadline Detroit. She is the CEO and founder of the Rock CF Foundation. Hey, it's been 12 years since this organization uh, has been going, and, and it's been expanding its mission. Uh, you've got apparel sales that uh, sales that are, are helping with the organization. You're sponsoring people's race entry fees, hosting races, uh, and again, educating a ton of people about life with cystic fibrosis. Uh, I want to know, you know, I, I'm assuming that you're coming in contact with, with parents all the time uh, who have young children who are coming to grips with this and, and really don't know where to turn. How big is it to have this network? It's huge, and it's something my parents didn't have uh, when I was a kid, right? There were there was no internet, which I'm very thankful for because my parents didn't let anybody else's influence dictate my life. But the fact is we are living in this time, and the internet and social media is crucial. But I think the best thing um, for me and like the most joy I get out of um, what I do is traveling around the country and speaking to parents. So this weekend, I'll be going to Idaho to speak at their education day and talk to parents. And I've done almost all 50 states uh, speaking to these people. And it's so cool because you get the diagnosis that your kid has CF. And what do you do in 2019? You Google cystic fibrosis and a whole slew of horrifying information comes up. And some hope, but some of that hope might not uh, work with your kid because CF is so different. So being able to actually talk to parents, share my story about living with no medication to medications that treat the symptoms to now medications that treat the underlying cause and just kind of share my life and experiences and some of my friends' experiences is so crucial. My parents didn't have it, but I think like that's what fills me up uh, the most um, and encourages me to keep going are these parents. And then when I get in touch with them and years later, they're like, Hey, uh, thanks for the shoes you donated to my kid. She ran her first 5k or he ran his first uh, cross country meet. So like, not only do I get to connect with these people, but we stay in touch and I get to watch your kids grow up and see them like, running six-minute miles or five-minute miles, and it blows my mind. It's so cool. It's all connected. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, obviously, it seems that a lot of people in this situation, uh, you know, would be dedicated to making themselves healthier, yeah. uh, trying to find ways to improve their life. What made you decide that you wanted to do this for more than just yourself? Um, it was kind of a moment in my life when I went to Wayne State for a couple years in the theater department. I had, like, big dreams of moving to New York and doing the theater thing there. But uh, in reality, in the back of my mind, I never thought I would actually live long enough to do that because where my health was at the time. So I decided to like take a break, hiatus. It's a 15-year hiatus now, but uh, <laughs> from college. And uh, at the time, I'd been speaking a little bit about CF locally with the CF Foundation and sharing my story to friends in high school and science classes and then I started playing drums in a rock band and my brother was in a band and we did a concert in 2004 and we're like, wow, this is really cool. Like we sold out this concert, this benefit for CF, 
coolest thing was having 550 people there who might not have known what CF was. So with this concert, we were able to get these people there to rock and roll a little bit, but then also just touch on CF a little bit. These concerts uh, started happening, happening annually. And in 2007, I was like, I think this is what I'm meant to do. You know, I mean, CF can suck sometimes. Uh, and there's nothing worse than uh, losing my friends in the community. But that's like, that's why I just that moment was like, this is what I have to do. I have to work my butt off to make sure my friends can have an awesome quality of life somehow or something I can do to help them. So 2007 officially founded. And then it's grown from using music and uh, rock and roll to raise awareness um, because I found out that playing drums in a smoky bar for six hours and probably night, not good. Not good for my health. So uh, once I started running, we kind of took the mission of the organization, went for a more like empowering other people with CF uh, approach and encouraging exercise. So that's where we are now, man. Well, and and the point is, I guess uh, you know, where does this go from here? Because you've you've started yeah. this huge thing, and and obviously you want to increase awareness, you want to increase your outreach, and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to tell people where to help out in just a moment. But um, you know, what's what's the limit for this? Is there a limit, or is it more like linking up with other groups like yours around the country, or has this become something that becomes nationwide? Yeah. So the beautiful thing about the CF community is there's only 30,000 of us uh, in the U.S. And there's a few really awesome organizations that we're all doing different things, but we do come together um, through an engagement network that we founded with about six, six or seven uh, organizations from around the country. So we meet annually and have um, monthly phone calls about advocacy work. So I think the biggest challenge that's upon us, one of them is um making sure people with CF have access to care and obviously high drug prices, sticker shock from this new drug and the drug that I'm on, it's super high. So we have to make sure that uh, legislators know how important these drugs are and why we need coverage. So it's a constant battle. And I think one of the long-term issues for CF will be making sure we have access to these drugs because again, it's not cured and we need these drugs. And I hate to say it, but maybe they're going to get even pricier as we move toward like mRNA therapy and gene editing, right? So I think uh, advocacy work with other uh, organizations around the country. We do a lot of sponsoring, co-sponsoring. So there's a Bonnell Foundation in Detroit, Boomer Esiason Foundation in New York, CFRI in California. We all kind of like co-sponsor each other's organizations. And in the end, it's our missions collectively are improving the quality of life for people with CF. So these new drugs are going to spread a lot of joy and hope. But some people are going to be stuck where I was a few years ago, like thinking you were not going to live to now having a miracle drug, quote unquote, that's going to launch you into adulthood, but like 20 years late. So you're going to have to figure out health care. You're going to have to figure out how to buy a house, how to work, how to manage everyday issues that normal adults just do naturally. So I think for us, it's advocacy. It's going to be uh, supplying resources for people with CF as they grow into this new era of CF. So our work is not done, and we'll keep pushing exercise uh, to CF caregivers and eventually maybe uh, Rock CF goes like lead organization on how important exercise is. Well, Emily, I, I do want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they can go to get more information, uh, what kind of assistance you need. I mean, obviously donations are huge uh, to yeah. help you reach your mission and everything else, but I, I know you have opportunities for folks. Where can they go to find out how they can help? 
For sure. So uh, our website is letsrockcf.org or on Facebook, uh, Rock CF Foundation, same as Instagram. And yeah, we uh, one of our biggest programs is supplying running shoes to people with CF to either get them off the couch, like I needed back in the day, or supplying their running shoes so they can run their fourth or fifth marathon. And uh, we work with Run Detroit and Midtown to supply the shoes, and we've shipped out over 650 pairs. So our goal is at least 200 pair a year, and uh, only funding from supporters can help us get there. So, yep, rockcf.org or just Google rockcf and we'll pop up. Well, Emily Schaller, we certainly appreciate your time. And and, uh, if anybody who listens to this program, uh, as anybody who listens to this program knows, I like talking to cool people doing cool things. My next door neighbor, Emily, is no exception to that. Emily Schaller, CEO and founder of the Rock CF Foundation. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate it, Craig. Thank you so much. Again, Emily Schaller is the CEO and founder of the Rock CF Foundation. We appreciate the fact that she was with us today. And if you think you are a cool person or you know somebody who is a cool person doing cool things, send me an email. Let me know about them. It's thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. Again, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. You can also send me messages on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Snapchat, any of those places. I will see your message and maybe we can get something arranged. I'd love to talk to more and more people about the importance stuff they're doing around the community. It's one of the things I love to do and would like to do a lot more of. So let me know. And again, if you like the people that we're talking to, subscribe to the podcast, share it, let folks know we're doing this. Hopefully it's an opportunity for you, an opportunity for me to learn. That's what I love doing more than anything else. We'll be back tomorrow with more of the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. I appreciate you being with me today. We'll talk again. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.